This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley. This is Tom Dutton. And as you may be aware, we are backed by lovely people from The Athletic. Um, they have some very good writers over there. I know we keep repeating this, but you know a lot of you might not know. James Pearce, Cy Hughes, Rafa Honigstein, Ollie Kay. There's absolutely loads over there. Uh, and as a viewer of Red Men News, you can get 50% off your yearly subscription. Uh, it works for about £2.50 a month and you get a 30-day free trial. Uh, if you go to www.athletic.co.uk forward slash Red Men News or Red Men TV actually works as well. Ooh. There's two of them um i felt like i nailed that no, um, well, but it well. is it is worth it um loads of websites i'm not going to name names have loads of annoying pop-ups and ads uh the echo um <laughs> the athletic don't have that um so you want to go and get your uh, liverpool news um they get exclusive interviews some really in-depth stuff as well some analytic stuff from different writers they've all got their own little fields uh, as well as a regular red men uh red men news liverpool news mm. um it's awesome go go and check it out so and go and start your 33 day trial and if you don't like it just give it off um, speaking of the athletic, Tom, uh, James Pierce has come out with another worldie. Um, this one's kind of based on um, Liverpool's kind of upper tier of, of management. And I know we speak a lot about Man United and the things that are all gone wrong there, which we, we kind of take joy in. Um, but a lot of that we speak about is on-field stuff, the yeah. terrible, terrible players that they have, uh, the terrible, terrible manager that they have. Um, but a lot, a lot of it also stems from the top. And, you know, as, as nine years of... Um, FSG, which we'll come to on in a minute. This piece is all about, you know, our sporting director, the relationship that he has. And I, I love large parts of this because yeah. Michael Edwards, he's just kind of like some sort of superhero who yeah. we never see him talk, we never see him in interviews, never see him do anything. So this isn't come directly from Michael Edwards himself, but like sources close to FSG and, and that. Uh, and the fact that he doesn't take all the limelight, Tom, you know, and, and the incredible work that he does behind the scenes. And... Um, Gordon as well, yeah. you know the, the pair of them just doing this, you know, signs. I know you come to in a, in a second. I was just not taking the limelight and letting Jurgen Klopp take all that, but being fine with it. I think having that, the, you know, what you talked about the characters and the relationship they all have, mm-hmm. the importance of having all that together. Yeah, at the same you, need, time. You, you need different people in different fields, different parts of expertise to be able to for a, for a collective group to work. And 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 all these people realise. Michael Edwards especially realizes that other people are doing doing great things around him, and, and and towards the end of the article, actually, it speaks about how he he um, 
he's always quick to deflect the praise away. Talk about Salah's heroics, and I'll tell you about the importance of follows and getting that deal with Roma done. Joe Gomez from Charlton signed them, was down to Hunter's persistence. Harry Wilson doing well out on loan. That's all about the work done by Julian Ward in, in finding the right place for him. And I, I think that speaks massively about the man in terms of you keeping everyone on side and it's not it's not being nice out of just being nice he appreciates the work that everyone's doing and it's about saying these people are, are fantastic at their jobs you don't you don't take credit for everything just because you're the top you know what I mean and that, and, that, and that's Jürgen Klopp as well to a T and I think both of them do it really well in terms of going look I'm not the be all and end all there are people around me who know this stuff better than me. They work hard on this section of, of what we need to do. And I think for a business to be done successfully, you need to be able to go, no, these people below me are fantastic at what they do and this is what they do right. And Michael Edwards is brilliant at that. It's absolutely glorious. And as I mentioned before, you know, we'll, again, we look at Manchester United and, you know, it's all going wrong there. You know, they've gone, they've gone like down a different route. You can kind of see you know, all the problems that they've got from the stop and they don't have that married relationship. Whereas, you know, Michael Edwards is, like you said, is, is giving praise, but he's also constructed the team. I think it's kind of local media, maybe, that have kind of pinned him up to be this this superstar. Yeah. But a full credit to him for, you know, just kind of taking it on the chin and, and, and the pathway that he's gone through as well. It goes in depth on that. You know, um, he was a... a a recruitment and analyst, and he's got worked his way up through the ranks. So it's not like he's just been handed a job or anything like that. He's, you know, he's quite, um, he's quite humble about it. I thought. Yeah, and then obviously Liverpool's success in the transfer market stuff. I mean, go over, go over to the Athletic and read this article. It is fantastic, but that's kind of leading into the fact. Look, the amount of the players that we've signed: Mane, Salah, Van Dijk, Allison. He's been a massive part of that. And I mean, we'll we'll move on to to the FSG stuff um, now. Which is basically FSG have been with us for nine years, Ross. Ah, yeah. Um, mm. Before we start this, actually, I want to get your thoughts in the comments of what, actually what you think of FSG because there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of people that still don't like them. There's people that yeah. actually really appreciate them, what they've done, or whatever. It's not just the, the, the start of FSG for when we thought about this before we started recording. It's actually the end of Hicks and Gillette, mm -hmm. which, yeah. you know, spin it that way, it's actually, it's actually glorious. Um, but there's a, um, <laughs> funnily enough, on the Echo, <laughs> there's, a, there's a phase on that, and they've gone through everyone who Liverpool signed. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because um, it might take a while, but, you know, you go back to, I'll just go through the start and do a little bit in the middle. So, first signings, Andy Carroll and Luis Suarez. That was forced, obviously, a little bit because, obviously, Fernando Torres jumped ship and we had a yeah. lot of money to spend. Uh, a lot of that was wasted. But I think, and I get people's frustration with FSG, I think they made mistakes. I think they came over from a different field to, to use a pun of you know baseball and you know soccer to them what wasn't their speciality and they, they had a lot to learn on the job and it, it cost them at some point so I could just go through some of these if like you know Jordan Henson fine Stuart Downing no I was Enrique fine Charlie Adam Quartes Bellamy but as, as you go through of like even you can see the progression, can't you, Tom, of, of, of the dross that we kind of brought in. Barini, Allen, Sahin, Asaidi, Yezel. Asaidi yeah. was fantastic on Pez, by the way. But you don't tell people that are fantastic on Pez, do you Well, tell? I was made up. He was in the, um, Pez, in the Pez squad. He had pace for days. Like. And then Mingle, Aspas, Sacco, Alberto, Ilori, Torre, Moses, Sissoko. Who was your favourite signing in the FSG era? Like your favourite, your best and worst, let us know in the comments. It's it's funny because one of the very first, sorry, I'll just scroll back to the top. One of the very first up here is our captain right now, Jordan Henderson. So he comes in in summer 2011, you know what I mean? So the, the, there are players there. Obviously, Craig Bellamy was good for us back then as well. I mean, it was the second time coming in. Look at the outs. Look at the outs, that's the thing. And, uh, look, and, and, and it's one of them for me as well where it's not just the signings, ins and outs, it's the fact that they've slowly like 
regained trust in, in terms of they're giving people roles now. And I mean, that's what they wanted to start with. But in, in terms of you, Michael Edwards, in terms of Jürgen Klopp and the way that they've just gone, right, you know what you're doing. We've appointed you because we know that you know what you're doing. We trust you with this now. And I think that was a big thing is they stopped trusting um, people signing players, especially after the fallout of, of these high-profile mistakes, basically, in terms of signings, which are Andy Cardle. But Andy Cardle did a few... Great things. I, for I think it was the things like shoot down. Yeah. I think it's the amount of money that they're spending as well. I think they, they the got the fingers burnt with likes to shoot down and go. Actually, hang on a minute. Let's kind of stop this. And they brought those people in to go and do it. Which is fantastic. So let us know your thoughts on FSG. Below. I'm really happy, by the way. Just just last year on FSG, and let me know your thoughts on FSG, like Ross said before. But I'm really happy the fact that look. They have stuck it out, and I remember Chris speaking about, I think it was like 297 million was the, the value of the club when they first came in, and now it's about 1.3 billion yeah. at this point. So, they're, they're, yes, it is a business for them, but it's a lot of people used to say and bandy around that they're only in it for the money, and I guess if they're only in it for the money, that's what they've succeeded in doing, but by doing that, they've built this amazing side, or they've helped to build this amazing side, they've funded this, and, and, and think of how happy we are right now with this Liverpool side, a lot of that's down to them, and I, I'm quite happy that there was a lot of time when FSG out was getting bandied around constantly, we used to have comments constantly, every live show we did, there was at least three or four people FSG out, Twitter names all over the place, FSG out, and no, you don't see that anymore, no. and that's a that's a testament to 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 them, and obviously the people that they've appointed, and, and including that is Jurgen Klopp. They got him in, so that. Um, moving on, uh, Jamie Carragher tips Steven Gerrard to be Liverpool manager uh, at some point in his career. Um, I think we all want it, don't we? But it just it just comes up all the time, doesn't yeah. it? Um, I think there's a lot of talk of Jurgen Klopp. He's gonna, keeps getting asked when he's going to be going. No one's going to Steven Gerrard to go and do it. Um, so he's basically come from the mirror. Um, there's a top line somewhere he says, you know, it's all about time with managers, but I'll just read this out. Um, it's from Carragher. He says, Stevie will be in the reckoning because he's Steven Gerrard. More importantly, because he's doing really well as a manager. There's no doubt that the more experience he has will enhance him in his managerial, ugh, managerial career. But there's nothing to say he couldn't go straight from Rangers to Liverpool. I can assure you now, however, that Steven Gerrard's focus is trying to stop Celtic winning nine in a row and being successful at Ibrox. Um, again, I like loads of elements of that. And I think he kind of speaks of what I think of. Don't just give him it because he's Steven Gerrard. Go and give him it because he's he's earned it and he's he's got the experience. We've, again, we've seen with other managers in the league that don't have the experience behind him. Doesn't work out too well. Yeah, I mean, well, you can see on screen right now. This is the Scottish Premier League table. Obviously, Rangers are top. Eight games played, they're on twenty-one points. Celtic on nineteen and. Uh, for a long time, Celtic used to run away with this stuff, and and, and the fact that he's been able to bring Rangers back to it to it to a level where they're fighting every. He fought last season as well. If you we go back to eighteen nineteen, I don't fully understand the first phase, second phase stuff. I'm sure you someone can, can sort of point that out. But look, even even bridging the gap, and I know they're not that close, but bridging the gap, getting them closer towards Celtic and. On a budget as well, Tom. Exactly. I think look, Gerard needs a lot more time at different clubs for me, but. He's showing that he. We, I remember when he first went to Rangers. Me and Sai were having the conversation on it, and the thing that is brilliant about him going there is that he has to go there with a winning mentality. It's not like he's going to a mid-table Premier League club and you can go, well, we can get away with draws, we can get away with this kind of stuff. It, it, it was. A, it's very much a case of Rangers. You win every game you play because that's what you need to do. And I think to get into Liverpool, you need to have that mentality. You can't be a Roy Hodgson. You've got to be a Jurgen Klopp. You know what I mean? You've got to have that mentality of you win every single game and if you don't, that's not good enough and I think Rangers is a great start for that. 
uh, in terms of going every single game needs to be won lads you, it, second best is not good enough no it's a high pressure environment is what you're getting at isn't it and you'll have that at Liverpool um, I'll move on fire through some of these very quickly uh, some some very good news um, Mohamed Salah injury mm. update uh, he's expected to be fit ahead of Manchester United on Sunday uh, this is from the Metro I think they're reporting from somewhere else but Liverpool it's coming from the Echo um, Liverpool expect Mohamed Salah to be fit for the start in Sunday's clash against Manchester United at Old Trafford uh, the Egyptian came off an injury time Liverpool's 2-1 win against Leicester City before the international break uh, Salah was sent for a scan on the injury but Liverpool were relieved when the results showed that he survived the tackle without serious injury um, this is massive isn't it Tom I think mm-hmm. I think we all kind of knew but it's nice to have reassurance isn't it of, of he will be fine obviously it wasn't, it wasn't the best tackle it was it was it was aggressive. It was aggressive. I think was, I think a lot of people, including Jurgen, got questioned the power and the force it went with. It could have, could have come off a lot worse. And he was nowhere near the ball. It was nowhere near the ball. It was from behind. I remember we did a show on this. It, it was either in the final word or it was in a Reds News roundup that week after it happened. And we, and we were saying that could be a red card defence. It really could be because you're looking at it and you're thinking. If, if, if he rolls his ankle a little bit more, we saw it happen to Joe Gomez. It just has fallen on it badly and, and, and there's a fraction and you're out for a, an extended period of time. And I, I think, let us know in the comments what you, what you think about Salah coming back. I mean, it, it, is it as big as all that? Could we do without him? Or is it one of them where you need Salah back in this team, in this front three to make it all work? There's obviously different formations that we, we talked about straight after it happened in terms of how can we play against United would you put Origi on the left uh, Mane on the right and then Firmino in the middle you, there's a lot of stuff that we could do maybe even Shaqiri comes in on that right hand side give him some game time it is great that Mohamed Salah can maybe he doesn't start the game but he can be a, a, someone off the bench in terms of you need a bit of extra firepower I believe he'll start oh, yeah. um, and I want him to start because it's Mohamed Salah but do we rush him back in? It's the it's an argument that we had. We were speaking about it with Allison yesterday. A lot of people had different opinions on whether we should throw him straight back in or you could add him one more and you don't throw him in. In this, in this, it's a big game. United so just had two weeks off to be fair, be fit and firing. I hope so. I hope so. But let us know in the comments. Just do you bring him straight back in or, or do you play Rigi and, and, and a different front three? Um, very quickly, uh, Robbie Fowler spoken on why Jurgen Klopp hates clubs like Manchester United. And it actually turns out, Tom, um, this is out from the Metro. Klopp spoken to the. Uh, Fowler spoke in the interview. Uh, he said, in the interview with Klopp a couple of years ago, he told me he turned down a couple of super rich clubs after Dortmund. One of them was definitely Manchester United. The other, probably Real Madrid, um, because of how he hated it. Because he hated how they were focused solely on commercial influences. And this kind of comes back to the FSG stuff, how they did really well. They could have gone down that route of going, you know, plugging merchandising, commercial side of things, which, yeah. which we know Real Madrid and Manchester United are very good at mm-hmm. as world brands. But I think it kind of ties into having, we spoke about relationships before, and having the same... Uh, the same vision and the same guy. It's kind of morals, isn't it? Really, of going actually, I'm not into that. And I don't think FSG, Michael Edwards, Gordon uh, wanted that. They want, you know, they want to focus on on football and kind of drive it through that way. And that's what Liverpool have done. Yeah, I mean, commercial influences to me sounds like Paul Pogba. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And 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 signings like that, where it's a lot about branding and 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 making money. And look, that work for United. That's worked for United for a long time. You can see it's starting to drop off a little bit and. Uh, we had a we had a great show with um, with Matt Goldbridge, which is going out today uh, on the Redman TV, which is all, all about. Well, it was around the league, but it was very much his thoughts on United and the man- managerial situation he found themselves in and, and the future and stuff. Go over there and check that out. We've also done two fantastic build-ups. One's over on his channel, I'm pretty sure, and one's going on our channel. So make sure you find them when they come out. But. <laughs> It, it is one of them, for me, with United, where they're kind of reaping what they sowed. 
they, they, they've spent loads of money bringing in people that they don't need or they, they thought they needed and they've spent too much money and it's kind of crashing down on them and I'm quite happy with it. You were sticking the knife in before at the start of the show. Look, you, you can't do anything else but laugh at it a little bit because it's United, but... I don't know, I, they, were, I, they were the same when Hodgson was in charge. Exactly, yeah. He's uh, not sticking a knife in, he's just... You uh, were sticking a knife in. And that's fine, that's fine. We, you know, I think we can, we've earned that it right now. It took to be fair. Yeah. wasn't a prick about it, honest. Um, no. I love the way that we're talking about commercial things and you booked the website. Final one before we get to some comments. Um, James Milner did a What I Wore uh, with BT Sport. If you haven't watched it, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, there is a little clip there, I won't play it just now, but he basically says that he, uh, after the Champions League final in Kiev, uh, he went on a little holiday in Spain somewhere uh, to try and get away from Gareth Bale, the likes that kind of ruined his night, and uh, he went to go and play golf and Gareth Bale buggy was right in front of him. Huh. Um, it is dead funny. But uh, comments, Sai. Um, right, so um, where are we? Couple on couple on FSG. So Joey Murray says FSG haven't always done things well, but I've been, what I've been impressed with is their learning in that time. Yeah. Their winners and actually care about adding to the trophy wall. Keep learning, FSG. Um, and then a couple of the best and worst signings ones. Uh, Cairo Mitchell says best Van Dijk, worst Carroll. Joey Murray says best signing in FSG area is def- FSG area is definitely Van Dijk. Best piece of business was Coutinho, and the worst signing was 100% Kincheski. I think Roy Hodgson can get the blame for that one rather than yeah. FSG. I think, uh, just firstly, on the, on the first comment about FSG learning, that's massive. It, 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 it's being able but to I think take... Kincheski was an FSG one. I think he was before that, wasn't he? Was he? Mm. I don't know. Pretty sure it was. I don't know, yeah, but I think it, he was. Yeah, he was before. So there you go. I mean, it was still a terrible signing. But I think the learning thing's massive for me because you 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 have to take past the community. There's no point beating your head against the wall trying to do the same thing over and over again. And and I think obviously, like you said before, they did get burnt with the Andy Caddle stuff, and that kind of tempered a lot of signings and they and they changed the model. But now they're learning. They've learned that model doesn't quite work. It's, it does work to a point, and then they've got to go out and they've got to buy Ellison, and they've got to buy Virgil Van Dijk, and that's ultimately reap rewards. We've done it the right way up until a certain point. Built the model really well. Youth and 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 you can see the youth development now has been fantastic. But then at some point you've got to go. We need proven talent. Virgil Van Dijk, like like a few of the comments there were saying, was a was literally go in, make this defence better, and win us the Champions League. And that's what happened. What was really interesting actually, you did a uh, four years Jurgen Klopp show yesterday, um, and in that Steve spoke of Sadio Mane being arguably one of the best signs that we made. Yeah. Only not in terms of you know uh, compared to yeah. Virgil Van Dijk, he's completely different. But in terms of like he's got us that fourth spot. He's spurred is on okay we missed him for AFCON and stuff like that but in terms of being vital to where we are now I thought it was actually a really good point is um, which is over on YouTube and the Redman type for free one more Si um, then then an interesting one on Salah Old Trafford is, is the one ground that Salah's yet to score at so he'll be dying to get a goal here Oh, records are made to be broken as well. And mm. Liverpool can go for the 18th victory on the spin as well. Let's go, <laughs> let's go and make that happen. I, I, I'm, I'm torn. I, I, I love that, that, that comment. I think that's, that should spur Salah on to go actually go, want to go and get a goal or pass to Sadio Mane at some point and just, just, just beat them, to be honest. Yeah, no, I think, and look, I think it, I, I don't care if Salah scores or he doesn't. He, yeah. He'll get that goal at some point. I, I, I just. He works so well on that right hand side, doesn't he? he? Obviously, he's been he's had a downturn in form recently, but he's still been influential in games. He's still yeah. been really good as an outlet ball, and and maybe not doing the defensive work that Sergio Mane sort of does all the time. But in terms of being that ball that you need, and you know for a fact you've got a pace merchant, he can hold the ball up and he can win a few fouls by getting 
in into the defender's body. I I, I absolutely love that. He, he's done it before. I think we I think we played Watford. I'm not going to compare Man United. No, I'm going to compare Man United to Watford. Um, but he, I think we won five nil, and he didn't score or, or he didn't assist. But his influence on the game yeah. just kind of just blew them apart. I mean, you know, he was winning free kicks and getting the right positions, and you know, causing problems. Um, so yeah, um, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, don't forget, go and check out the Athletic. Uh, it's www.athletic.co.uk forward slash News. Do start your yearly subscription or thirty three thirty. Day free trial. There you go. 50% off. It works about £2.50 a month. Uh, we'll be back, of course, tomorrow at 12.30 for some more news, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.